we can how badly start. how badly did everyone on this podcast not actually want to watch this movie uh, uh literally i chose to go see alita battle angel over this movie <laughs> oh <laughs> When I was given the option because I so desperately did not want to watch another Marvel film. Yeah. Surprise, Alita is fun. Yeah. It actually was not nearly as like terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'll see it when it's out yeah. somewhere. Stream it. It's yeah. fine. You're, yeah. I mean, Carol. my friend Carol liked it too. Yeah. Her so. name's Carol though. She might be biased. Carol. Oh. Carol. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was trying to be clever. Like, and it is Rodriguez. Right. I love Rodriguez. So. Yeah. Same. Again, even though sometimes his relationship with women is questionable. Uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like a really good opportunity for him to infantilize a, a robot woman. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to the Good Trash Genre Cast, where we're a bunch of nerds sitting around a kitchen table talking about the films you wouldn't find on a film studies course syllabus. Um, and I'm, of course, not alone. I'm joined here with three. Well, I am one of them, but there's two <laughs> other incredible human people around here so if you can introduce yourselves hello everybody my name is kirsten thurkelson and i just never really liked you that much anyway and we're talking captain marvel because this is uh obviously uh the good trash genre cast and that's where uh marvel movies go on the good trash genre cast (laughs) they are both good and trash correct uh and to my left who are you uh i'm aaron demoss and uh this is not a dig on the movie but my favorite part was the cat because cats because cats yeah fair completely fair (laughs) absolutely and um my name is alexandra bohannon and i think more marvel movies should have cats i 100 percent. i mean it really improved my mood throughout watching it i'm sorry flurkins let's let's please call them by their by their their christian name (laughs) their christian name um i actually one thing i would like to note that when i watched the credits there were Four cats that comprised that one on-screen cat, and I thought that was a very interesting detail. Like it took the force of four, four cats different cats to embody, one to embody the one alien. Cat. Amazing, yeah. But which absolutely. one got to walk the red carpet? <gasps> oh no! There, there was at the premiere. One of the cats was at the premiere. I didn't know that actually. How did I they was pick? I was really sad for the cat because. I mean, I know how my cats are, and if they were like in front, I mean, I guess celebrity. Was cats one of are them different. a stunt cat? Were they union? <laughs> I hope so. I'm Sag really cats. worried. Sag cats. <laughs> well, if, well, if you've never tuned into this show before, um, obviously we're uh, a bunch of gals cutting loose and on round microphones talking about this movie. Now, this is not a review show. It's an analysis show. So there will be spoilers, my friends, ahead. But we first have to um, do a quick little synopsis of the show, uh, a synopsis of the film, give it a little bit of a rundown. We're going to do a quick thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs down review in which we will keep that as spoiler free and tight as possible then we're going to cut to analysis and we're going to drop the hammer and we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie so if you proceed past that warning you're going to get spoiled so just hang on um and all that stuff i'm going to go ahead and say before i uh read the uh, synopsis that the synopsis itself is kind of spoilery so is it it's I'm real spoilery you, it's, oh well it's i'm spoilery and out of order yeah and i guess like trailers now this is a really big pet peeve of mine i like can't watch a single movie trailer it actually makes me mad these days because most movie trailers spoil spoil like anything that would be considered an interesting reveal within the film yeah like uh-huh. why are we putting mewtwo in the trailer of pokemon detective pikachu maybe i'd like to enjoy that reveal in the film 
hey, yeah, now I'm mad. Yeah, me too. I right? haven't seen that preview yet. Shit, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm talking about God. it. I spoiled the shit out of it for you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to talk that, uh, talk that synopsis from our voice of the cinema, Miss Kirsten Thurkelson. Drop the hammer. All right. After crashing an experimental aircraft, Air Force pilot Carol Danvers is discovered by the Kree and trained as a member of the elite Star Force military under the command of her mentor, Jan Rog. Six years later, after escaping to Earth while under attack by the Skrulls, Danvers begins to discover there's more to her past. With help from S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Nick Fury, they set out to unravel the truth. What the dick, man? I also like how that just puts her whole story in the hands of men. Oh, no. Wow. Man. It sure does. And yeah. also, that's not chronologically how it happens in the no, film. It's no. so yeah. bothersome. It, like, it makes the timeline, like, linearly cor- correct, but then it <laughs> spoils all the twists. Uh-huh. Um, all right, cool. So we all have opinions. We have opinions about that synopsis. We also have opinions of that movie. Let's start with you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I really liked it. I didn't know... I'm not, I've seen all the Marvel movies because they exist and they're in the cultural zeitgeist. So I'm like, well, I guess I should know what that is. But I didn't read comic books or anything. So I have no like emotional connection to this, to like the characters. So when I watch them, it's just kind of like, oh, cool. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, more than I thought I would. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. There was a cat. There was. Brie Larson is great. I love oh, her. Oh, she's great. Mm-hmm. So is this a thumbs up, thumbs to the side, or? Yeah. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sweet. What about you, KT? Um, I, too, liked this movie more than I was prepared to or more than I really wanted to. Um, so, uh, again, I, I mentioned I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, and depending how the cut of this goes, I, it was either on or off air, but I literally chose to see a movie that looked much more like garbage to go see instead of this movie when given the choice, which was Alita Battle Angel. Uh, and I, I'm just really tired of Marvel movies. So I will say that the things that I did not enjoy about this movie were the things that I expected to not enjoy about this movie, which is these are the trappings of a Marvel movie. This is how we make these movies now. We are a factory. And this is everything is very carefully like branded as such that being said the things that i liked ended up far outweighing the things that i did not like so overall good movie i'm i guess i'm glad it exists or whatever cool yeah that's solid yeah i I echo everything that everyone around this table is saying i definitely like it i'm hesitant about liking it and i'm also hesitant about liking it because um it's really not a film without its problems i would say i mean okay and I hate that I have to, ugh, this makes me mad that also that's like, oh, in recent history, there's a really only been two female-led superhero movies in, you know, two, the past two, three years. So it's like, as compared to Wonder Woman, like my out, my walking out of the theater, like, yes or no, I think I prefer this more than Wonder Woman, um, if I had to pick between the two. Um, but I, I just, there, there are some problems. There are some plot things that are like, just go with it. Don't think too hard. And, and, but most of the time I'm having so much fun that I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And so I just keep going with for the ride. Um, I do, I did read, um, I read a piece by David Ehrlich on, on the, on this movie and he did not like it at all. Um, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that <laughs> maybe this is mean, but I'm just going to assume that a lot of like, 
guys are going to be pretty down on this movie. Like, not for, like, just, oh, we hate women, but I just, it doesn't really, it feels super empowering to women at times, and so I'm not really ever going to think they're going to walk out with, like, a, oh, my God, this is everything I dreamed and wanted and hoped for out of a movie. It wasn't for them. It's not, it's for, not them. for them. Right? And a lot of people are going to take that personally. Yes, absolutely. Which is um, amazing. The toxic because... nerds go to therapy meme um, on sure. that made the rounds on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like, I would, I would agree with maybe like a, a couple po- points, maybe on like performances and like the the first act is pretty convoluted. I know it kind of unwraps it in that synopsis, but um, it's it's it definitely feels like a mini series Star Trek episode at the front uh, half of this movie, oh, which yeah. I kind of like. But it's definitely a choice. Um, And if you're not into that choice, then you're probably not going to like the first first 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, the first first act of the movie. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I think we should expect better. There are definitely we can write better women. We can write better stories for women to kick ass and take names. I'm glad we finally have a good enough for now example. Sure. That's kind of where I'm at. All right, so listeners, our 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 biases are pretty okay, good, yes, sure. Um, on the this film, and so now we're gonna play a little game I'd like to call expand the syllabus, uh, where we're gonna go around and if we were um, a film professor, um, we what would films we would t- teach in accompanying this film. So I'm gonna start first with you, KT. Sure. Um. Okay. So I kind of got uh I. I just sort of went all over the place with this one. It's my favorite uh, thing. Of, <laughs> Tangential um, connections. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first of all, I would go ahead and accompany this um, mainly to sort of, I guess, highlight the uh, the ways in which Carol Danvers is sort of a feminized hero as opposed to being like, um, well, okay. So I would I would pair this with Day of the Dead, um, the Romero, uh, which the here the 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 female hero in that film is very, I would say, masculine. Like, when you hear Joss Whedon say that, like, he wanted to write Buffy the Vampire Slayer not as a heroine but as a female hero, I feel like this film really gets that idea correct um, in that she's very, you know, level-headed. She kicks a lot of ass, but she embodies a lot of the character, like, a lot of characteristics that you would not necessarily associate with femininity. Whereas I feel like Carol Danvers is a little bit more feminine. Does that make sense? So I think that that would really kind of go well with it. Sure. Uh, and then I also have on here, um, I have The Descent, um, which I feel kind of deals a lot better with... Um, how do I want to say this? Uh, the Descent, which is very, uh, I mean, it's an all-female cast, um, and it deals a lot better with, uh, I guess, female interaction than I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, female friendship. Yeah, absolutely, which <laughs> I want to talk about female friendship later whenever we get to, uh, whenever we get to analysis. <laughs> Let's um, go, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so those, those are my two big ones, and then um, I mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer before, and I think that that also pairs really well with this, um, if we're talking about, you know, female heroes and, you know, what makes a, what makes a female hero and what makes, you know, um, a, a, a hero that just happens to be a woman. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, that's important. Classic hero. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I because um, every time I have to like think of something, then I'm like, what movies have I even watched? I don't know what a movie is. What girl story in my life? I was right? like, well, I can't. <laughs> I know I've seen so many things, um, but the things that I kind of like gravitated towards were like the idea of the hero who. Uh, thinks that they're fighting for like quote unquote the right team and they're not or they're they're mm. not fighting for the values that they thought they were fighting for and so the first thing that came to my mind was alias um and it also goes with the like the hero who has kind of been uh groomed to be a weapon right like oh yeah like that's good they wanted her to be this and so like an alias she thinks that she's working for the cia and she's not she's totally working for the bad people which mm-hmm. you don't find out until later but Anyway, that kind of theme. Um, the other just single storyline that I thought of was um, Boomer in Battlestar Galactica. She doesn't know she's a Cylon. And she's like, oh, shit, I just tried to kill my boss. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of, that was the big theme that kind of stood out to me. Just this idea of um, what what are the hero's values and are they really like doing what supports that? Or are they not and not knowing that? So, Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I would uh, recommend um, teaching in this kind of cohort. Um, if we're going to go for Marvel movies, I think uh, teaching this is part of a, po- of a, a block that would include um, kind of off like Thor three, which is not, it's kind of where I put this film, which is like, it's a, it's an odd one and it, and it does a lot of things different, but it Mm -hmm. not successfully a lot of times, but I still kind of like it. And that's kind of a lot. I have better probably feelings towards Captain Marvel than I do Thor three, but that's kind of like that same kind of flavor town I'm working with there. And then, um, and then for comparing, then comparing, uh, of course, uh, like, Finally, we give this character their own um, their own film to kind of establish them as a franchise player. I mean, obviously, Black Panther is a big Im- inclusion to include in um, just kind of like the cultural t- text of the times, like where we're at uh, societally. And obviously, I mean, you'd be re- remiss to not include Enter the Spider-Verse in that bucket as well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like thematically, I'd also go, I'd add to this uh, choice, I'd go uh, Alien because... Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm bad badass women doing the thing like and it doesn't matter that they're women and they're still doing the thing and then um i would also go for uh for the uh, for a great example of a uh, female friendship that kind of grows and changes and evolves i love the relationship between uh Dax and Kira Norris in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So um, that's definitely uh, something uh, like you see both of these characters grow and change. You have a a woman that's uh, pretty like this military um, person that is kind of dealing with like traumas and from their history um, and kind of working through that with with a friend. Um, and yeah, I think that this, you know, seeing their growth and change, that's like a really great example of female friendship in, um, media and in space, also set in space, um, today. So, uh, that's going to be what we're going to expand the syllabus. It just got so much longer, ladies and gents. So, um, but now we're going to move into our analysis portion of the shows. So now if you have not watch Captain Marvel, and you did listen to that synopsis, um, there's going to be way more spoilers ahead, so turn back now um, if you really, really don't want this movie spoiled. It's business. It's business time. 
right, guys. We're in. We're in. We're in the zone. What do you want? What do you? What you do you think? the matrix. Hacking the mainframe. All right. So, where do you? Where do you want to start? I think you. You've kind of outlined some good notes here. Um, on your notebook on my magical on my magical mystery laptop yeah um okay so since we literally just referenced it a second ago sure. in uh in in our expanding the syllabus i want to talk about this how this movie addresses female friendship and i have several words for that which is make it gay you coward yes <laughs> yeah i definitely kind of read that <laughs> But it's like, you right. just so She's afraid. literally helping her raise her daughter. They live together out in that like country barn house, whatever. It would have been real cute, ma'am. It's adorable. <laughs> know, right? It's hinted at plenty. I, I don't think this is just me being a Tumblr kid. Like, I think that this is, <laughs> yeah. I think that the subtext is there. I wish they would have just gone whole hog. Right. She didn't get along with her family, so now she's part of our family. I don't know. Oh, I mean, and that's, and that's like an important, like, foundation, like, of the idea of the, um, built family. That's, I mean, that's really important in queer communities. Like, it's like you're, you know, you're rejected by your home base, and it's like, well, screw you guys. I have, I have my family that I get to choose and be and make sure that everyone loves and respects each other. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's like, Oh, that's so subtext. It's almost text. Like, yeah, 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 that's definitely. But they could have just gone that like extra couple of inches and made and she it. She kept all her actual stuff text too. Yes. Oh yeah. I didn't mm. know all the things I didn't think about. It's just like it's like someone added that that puzzle piece and did a big zoom out of the the mystery picture. Auntie you know. Carol. Mm-hmm. Auntie Carol. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mommy's special friend. Mommy's Yes. No, I'm I'm totally I'm totally on that that boat with you. I just think it's important. I don't know. I mean, I did. We were watching it, and I leaned over, and I was like, "Okay, they're gonna kiss now, right?" Yeah. No. Definitely, lots of those those kind of tender moments, and like, I mean, when okay, we're in spoilers now. So when you have the uh, refugee uh, alien family across the table, Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they're together, it's like it's like you know, you know, when you're like at table at dinner, like a double date, and one of you has your arm over the other one, it's just like you kind of expect that kind of like, you know, that it's like that casual that mirror. There's that like mirroring, mirroring. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, societal mirroring. But um, and you know, the kids are all. The refugee kids playing with their daughter. I know. So I mean, that really. Yeah. The alien. The aliens really. Um, they they really got got to me. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So that's another uh thing that I think could be interesting to talk about. So what do you guys think about? Um. So we have this narrative. Um. This narrative being pushed by some in control body about. Oh, there. There are infiltrators these these people are going to take over our home and take our jobs and sure. take our kids and now it turns out that they're just refugees trying to escape their home planet does that have any analogs to society today as we see it i, I don't know <laughs> alex do you think it does tell us how you really feel i mean no yeah. definitely yeah um what did I, I asked you i was like is this about israel and palestine oh that's an yeah yeah and i laughed because it's an insane sentence but also it's not I about mean, merit. Yeah. I know, no, no, for yeah. real. It's like, is this film really going there? And the answer is kinda. Kind yeah. Not overtly. Yeah. Not overtly, I mean, but and also like do we I don't know. Do we buy that whole 
narrative from from the movie because I almost kind of didn't like that. It almost felt, I guess, that twist if you want to yeah. mm-hmm. show it like that. Like, like yes, on the one hand, there's a lot of um, we are we're trained to you know see that power of shape shifting and everything as being you know inherently evil, inherently insidious, mm-hmm. but also I don't know if the film really executed it in a way that I believe it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't, that, um, theme is, uh, in Doctor Who a lot. Like uh-huh. there's a lot of that, like, oh, this, um, this alien entity or whatever is the bad guy. They're doing this and this. And then the doctor's like, oh, but they're trying to do it because of this, you know, whatever. It's that like, we think that this is the bad guy, but here's their side of it. But I agree that it was a little bit like watered to point, down to the point like... where they even have what Talos, right, is his name. They mm. have like Talos address it, and he says like, "Oh, well, I was just being, you know, a big bad before, but really, like, yeah, na- now I'm scared of you, and I just want to like be friends and make it back to my family." Yeah, like it was just such a night and day change where he had to like mm-hmm. say like. I'm changing. I'm actually surprised, not a hundred percent bad guy. And that's one thing that always kind of gets my goose a bit on like films that have like a major. Yeah. Yeah. My flirting. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) things that film just like set up. We're going to have like where a big piece of the plot is built on a twist. And it's like how much you have to oversell in the opposite direction to Uh get the audience to buy it. Cause like, Mm -hmm. if you think back to the beginning, like, there's no ambiguity. We see one of that alien species walking towards Carol, like in her flashback. Now we know this flashback was obviously manipulated. She was bleeding blue. Um, you know, not, um, Wendy wasn't bleeding blue. She was all this stuff. And, but it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just like, you feel uh, not had, but it just doesn't, it, it feels a little cheap, I guess. Sure. To, for it to be like overselling so much. And then it's like, well, obviously we got you and now, but they have to really overcorrect the other mm-hmm. direction. It's like, oh, they were, they were so aggressively bad, but now everything's okay. Now everyone believe me, you know? And like, and- I do, I do grant that, you know, they saw Carol as verse, I guess, um, as, inherently like a combatant because they thought she was Cree and sure you yeah know, but then it's just like I don't know it feels like the twist reveal itself isn't earned I'd love to go back and watch it with the knowledge that that was going to happen sure um and see if I still am skeptical of it but yeah I don't know yeah it didn't feel quite right with me yeah and and some of the you know and I guess this more is of kind of in, in a review concept but like some of the the this plot stuff was was done in like a giant exposition dumps mm-hmm. because it's like oh mm-hmm. yes the backstory which we will now regale to you you know as we tell you this right. this tale mm-hmm. you know um but uh, one thing that of course that we obviously need to go and t- let me know if you would rather go a different direction sure. in the or in with this or s- go here first and then elsewhere um is the idea of that last final scene um where she's beating up jude law and uh the prove it to mm-hmm. him uh-huh. scene right um because we have this whole emotional arc with her where it's like Oh, she doesn't have to, she has no control of her emotions according to Jew Law, and that's right. why she is not powerful. Um, but then he's trying to use that kind of ammunition at the end to get her to, like, have this fist fight with him. And then sure. she says she doesn't have to prove it. So where do you want to, thoughts on that? 
I'm into it. I'm I'm into uh, 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 pinballing around on this yeah, and circling sure. around or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I think that this movie does a lot really... Uh, I just don't know how, I guess, interested I am. Like, since this... There's not a whole lot in this movie that is for the nerd boys, which is ironic because this feels like a message that should be very specifically yeah. given to the nerd boys, which mm-hmm. is that... Well, they don't want it. It's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just hilarious that society has this, you know, assumption that like, oh, women are emotional and that's part of their weakness and everything. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Have you ever seen an angry white guy on the internet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, I mean, Terrifying. that is the epitome of unreasonable. Yeah, like, like all the guys review trolling the movie before it goes, it even goes out. Um, and then all those like websites having to change their policy yeah. on, on that kind of thing, like Rotten Tomatoes and Absolutely. Other, plates, other places. Um, but yeah, the w- that was like one of the core pieces of the film that I probably makes me think more fondly of it is mm-hmm. that sequence and then like that big flashback where um, she's fighting mentally with the um, artificial intelligence being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the the montage where it goes to the memories of like all the times she failed but the the thing that actually is part of her humanity but then what she needs to embrace is the fact she got up and tried yeah again. yeah I actually teared up at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that actually resonated pretty hard with me. I think this film has, at times, really good emotional sure. takes yeah. and chops. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I, I was telling Kirsten, I read a really good... Um, it was like a small review, but it was talking... It was really talking about that and how these, like, these men who don't like the movie don't like that she didn't fight back or she didn't do that. And it was really talking about how um, they don't like that because that's how they expect a reaction to be because that's how they would react. But that's not how she reacts. And she, you know, she's dealing with it in her way. And just because it's not, she knows she doesn't have to get her honor from him. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there was a lot more to it, but no, I don't remember all of it. No, (laughs) it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all within her and she, her faith in herself. Yeah. She doesn't have to. Yeah. And it was uh, talking about how she doesn't um, like the story isn't about building her up from the from scratch. Right. She's already a full person. Yeah. She's just realizing how much power she has, which is, yeah, I mean, very much literally embodied by the fact that she realizes that that chip on the back of her neck is what's kind of holding her holding her back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that major what's male been given influence. can be taken away. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck you. you! I don't know you anything, buddy. Yeah, Jude, Jude yeah. Law. Yeah, and <sighs> one uh, one thing that I have to point out in this film though is '90s, right? Oh my god, it was so uh, good. Yeah, so that oh. was a big up for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So how do we feel about? Um, because you know we see with Guardians, we see like this how. Um, you know, 80s, 70s, 80s culture gets kind of like, oh, remember, sure. remember this tape decks, all this shit, you know, and now we're kind of getting that now. With player the nine- <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're getting that with the 90s. So how does how does like this kind of nostalgia culture, 90s stuff? Talk about that. You know, your thoughts, feelings. It's working. Comma. And I'm mad about it. Yes, <laughs> that is my statement, too. It works on me, and I'm upset. Yeah, You're I upset. didn't realize how much it was going to be like a uh, like like kind of alt '90s though, like yeah, very, like grunge, grunge. feminism. Yeah. That was hot, which I did. <laughs> All the tide flannel, gay Gabriel Larson in a nine inch nail shirt. Like I'm into it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I give up. I think 
I do, like, I definitely see the, like, it's working and I'm mad about it because it makes me think, like... She falls into a blockbuster. Well, no, it's like, it's like, okay, well, now I'm at the age that my mom was when, like, shit, like, now and then came out. And she's like, oh, my God, this is what it was like when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) The other day... I bought a pair of those slide-on platform <laughs> black sandals that we all had in 96. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I never thought a purchase could bring me so much joy. I very excitedly told the 16-year-old behind the counter that I had a pair of these shoes 20 years ago, and she did not care at all. It's like, great, man. <laughs> Here's your purchase. 1084, please. <laughs> I need to go on lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry that your old shoes were older than me. (laughs) Is this where we are now? Uh, I do think in support of the nostalgia, um, I do like how it kind of, it ties the idea of these superheroes existing for a while. Like, you know, um, Captain America starts in the 30s, Mm -hmm, 30s. So you're like slowly going through to the present, showing that like these people or aliens or whomstever have existed. (laughs) Uh, So you see them in like different times. I don't know. I think I'm just loosely trying to make it not just about me liking Brie Larson and flannel. (laughs) I mean, own it, but it also can have like, like a a reason for it as well. (laughs) Sure. And that also, you know, the kind of the start, the evolution of her superheroism. It also kind of plays into the idea of this is, this is, quote, not an origin story, backdoor origin story told via flashback and memory loss. Yes. How do we feel about this not origin story? It's our, fine. Marvel's like, let's not do those anymore. But wait. We also have to do those because you can't <laughs> right. just drop in on a pre-existing. Mm-hmm. You do owe the audience some like explanation. However, we don't ever need another Batman origin story. Please we don't ever God, need another no. Spider-Man origin story maybe ever hmm. again like ever, it's old hat everybody knows if you've been into these movies for any length of time at all you've absolutely seen how those heroes come to be but yeah when it's a new when it's a newer introduction i'm like okay yeah we have well, to have something right to well be especially to because identify. whether like whether they like it or not like a lot of their audience didn't read comic books you know like right. there are yeah. plenty of people who really like these movies who don't i mean i didn't know i mean well and yeah I, mean, I didn't know carol's story either part of the whole thing of superhero movies is like you still have to make them relatable so i mean should should they have gone with and this would, I mean, change the entire movie or whatever, but, like, suppose Brie Larson was just, like, a Cree alien that, like, fell to Earth or whatever. That's an infinitely less interesting story, I feel like, <clears> because... Throat> yeah, throat> no, yeah, no. <laughs> well, then it's just a whole, it's a whole other struggle, right? Yeah. Of, you know, feeling inhuman in a human world, and... Right. It's very much not this identifiable superhero that you know is trying to she's in kind of an identity crisis of trying to figure out who she is or who she was and whether or not she still is that person well and like and she doesn't i mean when she gets to earth she doesn't know she's a superhero like because on kree she's just like regular regular mm-hmm. whatever military person yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so how like i'm not entirely sure 
Oh, okay. This is another one I, I was thinking. Wh- what do we feel about... This is a thing that films like this, like franchise pieces like this, have a problem with. Is like they have to tell you why a thing is a thing. We have to know why the Avengers was called... The Avengers Initiative was called the Avengers uh, because he saw her name on an airplane and typed it out. So what do you feel about that? These are, by and large, my least favorite parts of the film. Yes. I find mm-hmm. those very uninteresting. I find them to be really fan servicey and kind of cheap. And maybe that's just because I am poisoned in the year 2019 of all of the superhero movies. But like that, the cat scratching Nick Fury's eye. Yeah. I don't care how Nick Fury lost his eye. Actually, I think it'd be way funnier if we just never find out. Like mm-hmm. he has an eye one movie and the next movie he doesn't have one anymore. <laughs> and then all he says is long story. And yeah. then you just leave it at that. I don't know. That's much more interesting to me than to be like, oh, cutesy, like, he loved this cat, and this cat is the reason that he lost his eye, I assume, because of an eye infection, question mark? Also, I have questions about whether or not all cats are flurkins, or if just that cat was a flurkin. Do we know? Is that explained? I'm going to live under the assumption that they're all flurkins. Okay. I love it. I think that's more fun. I mean, like, cats have only, cats have been uh, domesticated way less time than dogs, like... Yeah, you know, they used to maybe they just of, maybe they just appeared. Worship, yeah, worship. see, they knew because they, they were, were aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody saw a cat eat a pyramid and was like, "Man, we should probably sacrifice to this thing." Yeah, time to worship, guys. Yeah. Come on, get on your knees, or else it might kill all of us next. <laughs> Man, I bet the Egyptians were confused about tentacles. Oh my god, <laughs> same, buddy. <laughs> So do you have anyone else have any um, interesting pieces that they couldn't, you know, felt worth mentioning somewhere throughout? Um, So, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear this movie deals a bit with gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And the way that Brie Larson's character is essentially like she has her memory, like not not even in the way that we're familiar with gaslighting of just someone diminishing what you have to say as being that like you're insane or unstable or anything like that just like literally homegirl has her memory wiped yeah and has new memories implanted how do we how do we feel the film deals with that is it successful is it unsuccessful i mean i i thought it was but just because it wasn't um i didn't feel like it was too heavy-handed like it wasn't like this is total recall and mm-hmm. we're going to be really, really detailed about how this happened or whatever. To me, it was just like a natural plot line, I guess, sure. like yeah. natural explanation of mm-hmm. what is happening. Yeah. And one thing that I find really interesting, especially with like these alien tech discussions, man, I'm really stuck on Star Trek today and I'm just please <laughs> forgive me for this. Great. Um, no, I love yeah, it. But like there's, Lean this, in. there's this episode of <laughs> Deep Space Nine where O'Brien gets put into the brain space jail. Um, and so there's this like huge ethical quandary because basically pisses off some alien culture and then they implant memories of 20 to 30 years in solitary, um, like, almost solitary confinement imprisonment in his head and then they um you know wake him up and they're like yes and he's like oh this was not real my roommate my you know all this stuff wasn't real and it kind of it's one of those things that like brings up this whole 
other ethical consideration, you know, into play about like what the fragility of the human mind in light of like implanted memories, especially like the more you get into these like alien cultures, especially. And whenever Brie Larson like recovers like her true identity and her true self, like I wish, I think maybe it could have like maybe dealt like a teaspoon more with the kind of like the trauma and the agony. Sure. Cause, cause mm-hmm. like yeah. O'Brien like figures out that wasn't real and that those were fake memories. He has this huge agonized reaction and the episode ends with him going back to his wife and being like, I don't know if things are going to be the same again after this. And we don't really get kind of that reaction there. Definitely. I guess you can write this off as being because it's kind of, you know, a more family oriented film, you know, but yeah, I definitely think that that would have a lot of emotional baggage to sort of wake up and realize that all of your memories are a fabrication given to you by someone that you thought you trusted. I mean, at the end of the day, she's been that like that's psychological abuse, right? Like that. Yeah, word. the definition of yeah, <laughs> basically. And it's interesting to me. She handles it. I would say, yeah, too well. Like she's not without her. Like she she seems to like overcome it and then meet Jude Law's character with disdain in the future but she doesn't I don't know she doesn't ever really address that her trust has been like massively broken by one of the people that's closest to her in her life I actually had not thought about that and now I'm really irritated (laughs) um because because there are other Marvel movies that do deal with like heavy stuff I mean Civil War to me is super politically heavy and like so they have dealt with those. It's not like Tony Stark has straight up PTSD. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Among other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we, I mean, it's not like you can't do that because this is, you know, a movie kids are going to watch. Like they've dealt with heavy stuff. Sure. They just yeah. didn't in this movie. And I think that's. Yeah. And obnoxious. the, the note that I keep coming back to in my, my mind and from that David Ehrlich piece and it kind of, uh, it, it feels twinged with like a bit of like misogyny in it, but I do think I see what he's trying to say. Basically, he says that he argues that Captain Marvel, um, Carol Danvers does not have a very big, and she does not have this big emotional arc because from the get go, she's already basically being played like kind of like a Marvel action figure. Like that, and he said in, in Brie, larson's uh, choice of performing her like she she was really into her role as an action figure which i think is kind of misogynist kind of gross way of Mm -hmm. saying that but i do think that there is some emotional stake left out because i mean we do have these moments of like she has these flashbacks that are extremely emotional. I mean, I cried what the, that, you know, she gets up nine times, 10, you know, yeah. keeps going. But uh, like at the end of the day, like the, the net effect is that she's still, she's, I feel like she would have kicked that ass eventually, even if she hadn't had that realization, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's kind of, she is, it's not like I need, you know, I need everyone to cry. I don't need like this big, you know, big breakdown or something but i just need a little something else showing that she had a bit she had growth it's it despite having this huge journey it doesn't feel like she her character grew all that much sure yeah she just is fine she just is fine yeah at the end of the day she's like well i'm gonna go help liberate this alien species and is fine i think that when you address things like this 
in mental health, there's sort of, yeah, there absolutely has to be a journey and growth. Whereas she sort of just realizes what happened to her, jumps straight to being kind of pissed about it. Yeah. And then like gets over it and gets like cool with it like <laughs> yeah but maybe she i mean maybe she's not i mean she people really it people all. bottle yeah. shit yeah, up no, you true. know it's maybe true. she's just pushing it down and she's going well i'm gonna go save this thing so i don't have to think about this anymore yeah we can hold ah, out yes the irish yeah <laughs> we can hold out hope that she's keeping it bottled down and that maybe we'll see like some kind of dealing with it dealing with it scene in a a future film Mm -hmm. it's just like in light of and i don't know i don't know which of the end game trailers this is but um in the one of them the one that actually was the bumper on this Mm -hmm. movie which i find kind of funny because it's like if i ever had doubts for any reason that like i don't know captain marvel was gonna die i mean she's in the trailer saying she's in the sequel right Right. you know just like how we saw spider-man far from home trailer you know before endgame trailer so anyway that's a whole other kettle of fish but regarding her in that trailer her performance I'm just full of folksy and you and that are so little folksy and I love it. Who puts fish in a turns, kettle? Turns phrase. I don't know. <laughs> My parents made me this way. Take it up with them. <laughs> Concerned about your childhood pets. <laughs> but anyway, the her performance, like that's the thing. So in that trailer piece, Thor goes up to her and he, and he like makes a hand for the hammer and grabs it and like. He's waiting for her response. He's waiting for her to like mirror wince. some kind of wince or some kind of like mm-hmm. awe or anything. And he just catches it and it's just like completely like, s- like solidly s- straight face and everything. And like, that's like a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like, I, f- what if we're going because this movie was dealing with like the whole idea? It's like, Women, women aren't controlled by their emotions, and it's like let's not let them have any, like yeah, in, sure, which is not what no. any woman is trying to say. No. We just want to be treated like everyone else. Which, <laughs> also, I mean, everyone has emotions, and like the whole idea that like women are the only ones that are subject to being to con- like controlled by them is it, uh, it's garbage. Yes, it's hot yeah. garbage. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, there, it's not yeah. just that we need like. We need more of a broad spectrum of emotion in all Everyone. in all characters, so that we're not just pigeonholing. Because I mean, give me a superhero that cries at everything, because that's what I do, and yeah. I just want to <laughs> see that you know a superhero also cries at everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that can be such a powerful moment. Like you have someone that has abilities put upon them that are crazier than anything we could have dreamed of, and they're having a moment to cry like they're just like one of us. I think that's a moment of extreme audience connection with a superhero like that i feel like there is definitely this whole idea that like okay we need to make a hero that's a woman she needs to be fearless like for some reason that's our shorthand for heroic like for heroines like heroic women they need to be fearless i i think it's I, i don't know i think it would just be much more nuanced to have a superhero that goes I'm scared shitless of this. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Well, like, <laughs> because it's what it, needs to be done. Yeah. It's like the idea that we 
you know, in order to have, um, you know, like a strong female character, she has to be more like a man. Like she, you mm-hmm. know, like a stereotypical idea Definitely. of masculinity. Yeah. yeah. If you could impress Thor, you're worth being impressed about right. kind of a thing. Yeah. And I feel like in Into the Spider-Verse, in terms of Miles Morales, like, I mean, that's a kid that, like, shared, showed a whole bu- bucket of emotions. We're going with buckets today. A whole lot of emotions, like, across the, that bucket the, right up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> across that film. Like, he's scared. Yeah. He doesn't, he's unsure. He's unconfident. He's struggling. Like, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like the emotional resonance with the audience, I think, proves that that, that approach can uh, and does work right and um, i think that the really the only other one that i can think of like off the top of my head is that i feel like they do a really good job with bruce banner like you see him struggle with mm-hmm. what he is and yeah. being able to control it and he's not always sure he's usually not strong and together yeah. like he's an emotional dude and yeah. he's scared of himself well i mean the whole I- idea behind like like kind of some of the Thor core themes of Thor three is that like he's walling parts of himself off and that's why he's the Hulk all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like a big thing about emotions and burying them, but Bruce can have that moment, but yet Captain Marvel can't deal with her trauma. Cool. Woof. Useful. (laughs) Super useful. (laughs) Rut row. Yep. Okay, now I'm mad. Now everybody, no. everybody likes this mad. Less now. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I did have like little soaring moments of joy of having, seeing a woman do the kind of stuff we saw guys do yeah. always. Yeah. I was mad about how much I liked seeing Brie Larson do an ass-kicking scene to... No doubt, just yep. a girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that. And like, on the one hand, like, yes, of course, it's a little pandery. But on the other hand, I was like, oh, this is who I am now. Yeah. Well, yeah. and like, uh, if you're going back to like the nostalgia thing, like, if if we were superheroes, that's the shit we would be listening oh, yeah. to while oh, we were yeah, kicking sure. ass. Like, yeah. Definitely. Despite being kind of a stereotype or whatever, like that was a yeah. big song of yeah. quote unquote empowerment for give me yeah. no doubt. Twelve year old. Give me, give me, me. metric. Get me, yeah. Give me whole. Yeah. Oh, if it had been whole, that just would have been just I mean that was later. That was in the was in the credits. That was credits. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that's another thing we can always talk about more. Um, we had a female director team because it was a female, and I can't remember either of them their names off the top of my head. Um, they haven't done all that much else. Yeah. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was kind of a funny story, which is yeah. a great heartfelt film based on a book that I really like. Yeah. Um, by Ned Vizzini. Um, check out kind of a funny story. Yeah. Uh, haven't haven't read it, but, but yeah. No. Do we think that the like having like female led, just like how um we had like black panther you know we had led by a person of color like in the director's chair do we think that like how does the diversity of the person leading the charge how does that affect the final product that we see on screen it affects it a lot to me like i'm so tired of female characters that are written by men like you don't like go away yeah (laughs) like there are a few there are a few authors that i will read that write female characters, but very few 
just Neil Gaiman and Stephen King. But yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's but that's it. Like when yeah. I like when I'm looking for something to read, if it's a f- main female character and it's written by a man, I don't want to read it. Like I'm just not. Yeah. Write about yourself and your whiteness <laughs> or whatever. Write about. Yeah. I mean, there's you know that's write about what you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, write and what then you know. Let somebody else. You know, step aside and maybe let somebody else tell the story of what they know right. as well. Yeah. It's about just expanding, you know, the people that we let tell stories yeah. that yeah. get heard. Yeah. Um, I almost want to say that it's a little bit of a cop out that they had a team yeah, do this movie I, instead that was... of just letting, you know, a woman hand like helmet. Because um, I don't know. Again, I think that they're were some things that could have been handled, I don't know, a little bit better. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was a little disappointed cause I actually hadn't paid attention to who was helming. I, I thought I was like, okay, I know it is a woman, but mm-hmm. I did not a hundred percent on that. I didn't know sure. it was brought to you by, you know, her and this guy or like writing partner. Did, or yeah. Writing okay. partner. Which, you know, cool. But I mean, They're a team that's fine. Yeah. But Maybe uh, he only wrote the flurkin parts. Oh. Well, now I feel bad because like, I really like those parts. We don't know. We don't know that. We're just saying. I know. We're talking to talk. It's yeah. fine. Isn't that what all podcasting is to some I mean, extent? We just like to, it's just people who like to Look, talk. Honestly, just let Brie Larson write and direct the whole thing yeah. and star in it. And I'll watch the ever loving shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, I'd be really interested to see um, who directed, who directed Lady, uh, Greta, Greta Gerwig. That would be interesting. Ooh, That'd be interesting. Uh, okay. See her helm some superhero film in the future. That'd be fascinating. Can I tell you guys a really silly bit that I thought of yep. on the way over here? Need it. Um, okay, so whenever whenever Good Trash discussed Pet Cemetery, one of <laughs> one of the ones that I recommended for expanding the syllabus was because the same the same director had done it was uh, Halloween Town one and two. Which Whoa. share I almost went with that as an expanding the syllabus for this one because technically it expa- it does a lot with the same themes of discovering the inner source of your power and I I love you because <laughs> I love you. It's like half it's like half coming of age, half like Stella getting her groove back kind of a story, <laughs> but through the lens of like a Disney kid finding out that they're secretly a witch and they've been lied to their entire life about the source of their power and whether or not they have it. That's anyway. I think that should be in like that should be on the syllabus for this movie. Yeah, all right. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're about to wrap up our analysis section if you guys don't have any other pieces of information. So now we're going to shift into our next uh, portion here. We're going to be playing Shelf or Trash. Who wants to go first? I am ambivalent about this film because while I had fun watching it, I think other films address some of the things that are in it with more nuance and better. I guess I'm glad that it exists because it is, you know, a Marvel film. And so it's so like, everyone will see this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's good. There are just better, I don't know, there's just better movies. And I love Brie Larson and, okay, whatever. Can I, I I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take the, the cop out of not deciding and saying stream it. 
Yeah. I don't necessarily know. I mean, if you're a Marvel completionist and you have every other, you know, superhero film on your shelf, then hell yeah, shelf it. Like, right. Do that. But for me, I'm not going to buy this movie. I may never watch this movie ever again because, quite frankly, I'm just tired. I have fatigue. I have war fatigue. Mm. I have superhero film war fatigue. Yep. And again, the things that I expected to not like about this movie. I didn't like about this movie. Yeah. I wasn't even going to watch it, but I liked it a lot better than I expected. And I would recommend it to another person that is into this sort of thing. But I don't think it's like a must watch. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to say stream it. If this is your jam, stream it. You don't need to buy it. But it also doesn't deserve to go all the way in the trash. Solid. Agree. I mean, I don't buy any of the Marvel movies. I think I own Captain America back when I was like trying to like them do that when i was was trying to like them no i mean i like them but when i was trying to like really be into them i was way more into them than i am now but um so i'm probably not gonna buy it but i am glad it exists we were we were young and dumb yeah geekdom was just becoming popular yeah people were not making fun of me anymore that's not true um (laughs) no uh I'm glad it exists because it means that little girls who watch Marvel movies have more than role models. We, they're the more the better, right? Like yeah. now they have what's that one's name? Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, oh, yeah, and yeah. Black Wonder Widow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Really? Yeah, I don't watch DC movies. I heard it was really good, but I've it's, just, it's one of good the better for of, DC. That's I've, what I'm going to say. It's one of the better say. of the DC movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Burned so many times. Yeah. Um, but Fair. I, I am glad it exists because the more, um, the more of those characters that exist. I mean, for the same reason that it's great that Black Panther exists. Like people need to see themselves mirrored in the media they consume. Yeah. No. Yeah. You guys encapsulated it perfectly. Yeah. I would definitely say. If you're a completionist, buy it. If you're a casual, stream it. Um, I think everyone should watch it. A casual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think everyone generally should watch it, um, especially the angry nerd demographic. Uh, I think they're the ones that definitely should watch it and should buy it. That's the irony of the message. It's it's just like the people that need the message are the people who are going to hate this this, film. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. Um, You're not... I don't think anyone's losing if you just can't find time to watch it because there's a lot of life out there to live. So, um, but I guess if you're really curious on how Endgame's going to pan out, watch it. Sure, it's refreshing in the way that tap water in the desert is refreshing. Bam! Wow! Dropping the dropping the I... truth, dropping the mic. <laughs> it's good for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that very much. So uh, we're about to wrap up our um, day today here on the Good Trash Genre Cast. Um, Where can anyone find and follow you, Erin? Oh, wow. Put me on the spot. Um, I am on Twitter as at Short and Creepy, and I also have a horror podcast um, with me and another, it's all female, Bad Girls Die First, and we're at Bad Girls Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Heck yeah. They are found wherever podcasts are found. You know, like I try. I don't know where you put podcasts. I'm on the ones that I... We're on the ones that I knew about. <laughs> There's a lot of those. I listened to you on Spotify. Great. That's important to Wild. Me. I'm glad. It updates faster than Google Podcasts, so... There you go. All right. 
person. Yes, you can find me yelling into the abyss at Cranston. That's K-R-A-N-S-T-I-N. Sometimes I say funny things. Sometimes I just get real angry on the internet. Uh, you can also find me at goodtrashmedia.com. I write uh, feminist horror. I don't know. Not. I wouldn't even deign to say critique. I and I haven't done it in a long time, but maybe if people read it, I will. Yeah. So that's, uh, I'm the frightful femme at, uh, goodtrashmedia.com. Fantastic. Well, you can follow me on, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Alex V. Brohannon, B-R-O-H-A-N-N-O-N. You can also find me on the cinematic schematic at the cinematropolis.com. I have a segment called soundtrack and we interview composers and we also talk about film scores in a thoughtful and educated, hopefully way. Um, and yeah, you can also find obviously our host of other podcasts on good trash media at goodtrashmedia.com. You can also find the show at good underscore trash on Twitter and good trash media everywhere else you would find it, I guess, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Pinterest, <laughs> HubSpot. Is that a what thing? Is that? I don't know. I actually, I, I actually just threw words together, but it might be a thing. Is it a it is. Yelp? Yelp. <laughs> Drop us a review on uh, Good Trash Media's Yelp page. We definitely are definitely going to make that happen right now. <laughs> All right. So now at the end of our show here today, we're going to announce our next week's movie. Guys, it's going to be great. What I are we doing? I thought we, I thought you said we're gonna, we're oh, gonna I thought do that. that. Was a bit. No, we're oh, gonna yeah. do that. Catch us next week. We'll be, uh, discussing, uh, <laughs> the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Oh, so Bob you can't Hoskins. miss that. They were drunk for most of the filming of that film. Uh, Dennis Hopper is in it for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's can't miss. Yeah. So, as always, guys, you can find art wherever you look. And as long as you keep watching, we'll keep talking. And we'll see you all next time. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid.